This is the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. Now, from Studio B or wherever the Saints and Pelicans might be, here's Brianna Nowlin and Cassie Calvert. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. You're on with Cassie and Bree this fine Friday morning. It's so pretty outside, it's but so it's cold. so cold. We whined about this last week, but we're back, so it's going to talk it about it colder. until it gets warm again. Like every it's going to keep getting episode, colder. It's going to be like, it's oh, too cold outside. It, it, it's too cold. <laughs> well, at least the Saints will be in beautiful Tampa this weekend, so they won't have the cold weather that we're going to have here. I know. It's supposed to be 80 degrees there. I looked it up. Must in, be nice. In jealousy. We might just hide in their suitcases and <laughs> take a trip with the team. Um, Pelicans coming off a somber game last night. Final score at the Smoothie King Center was 99-88, to with the 76ers breaking their 23-road game losing streak last night. So, tough game for the Pelicans. Coach Gentry talked about needing to find a way to take pressure off AD, have guys come in and make shots. One bright spot. Langston Galloway, did. he said, did a good job of coming in and scoring. He finished in double figures for the eighth time this season. It's also his birthday today. Happy birthday, Langston Galloway. So wishing him a happy <laughs> birthday as he has a Band-Aid over his right eye after having to get some stitches Yikes. in the game last night, I believe. He took a shoulder from Joel Embiid. So. Yeah, but he ended up finishing with 19 points, two assists, and four rebounds. Anthony Davis had 26 points, 11 rebounds, two assists in 40 minutes of playtime. And remember, Drew Holiday and Etwan Moore did not play this game. Um, but hopefully we'll have a little bit of a better outcome on the road this weekend. We have two back-to-back away games. We play the Clippers tomorrow night on Saturday at 9.30 p.m., a late game. Yeah, but that one will be on NBA TV as well as Fox Sports New Orleans. Yep. Two places to watch. Um, we did play them at home last week, and they beat us 114 to 96. So this mm-hmm. could be an interesting one. And then on Sunday, back to back, we play Phoenix at 7:30, and you can watch that one on Fox Sports New Orleans. And the Clippers are coming off two losses: the Pacers and the Warriors. They haven't played since Wednesday, though, so they will be a little more well rested than the Pelicans. But they've faltered of late, so that's a positive sign for the Pelicans. Also, this weekend. Like we're going to talk about later in the show, we are Saints are going to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. Buccaneers at 7-5, and five, tied for first in the NFC South with Atlanta. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, but New Orleans <laughs> does have the benefit of playing Tampa Bay twice and Atlanta once before the season's over. Right. So we could make a turnaround. I still have faith. <laughs> Saints obviously coming off of the 28-13 loss to the Detroit Lions. Um, New Orleans and Tampa split the 2015 series. It's possible that could happen again this year. This is a much improved Tampa Bay team. Yeah, they're coming off of a four-game winning streak. Their last loss was to the Falcons, and they're back on their home turf. So this should be an interesting game. It starts at 325. Remember, there was a time change for that, so don't go by whatever printed schedule you have. Game is at 325, and you can watch it on Fox. So the Saints and Buccaneers, fun fact, New Orleans has posted a 30-18 to record versus Tampa Bay, the club's best winning percentage in a franchise. Wow. So I love your fun facts. You. you always have them. <laughs> so again, that's a 325 kick on Sunday. And we're going to hear from Gary Shelton later in this show, who's of GarySheltonSports.com. He has covered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for years. He's a big Tampa Bay sports Guy, so he'll have some great insights for us about how the Tampa Bay has been able to kind of turn things around this season and last season under Dirk Cutter. 
Yep, and then we're also going to hear from Sean Kelly, who spoke with Jackson Smith. Tell me a little about, about that. So if you follow the Ellen DeGeneres show, you might have seen Jackson Smith and his friend Brian McKenna. They have a really cool story, and I'm sure Jackson will tell Sean Kelly all about it, but definitely check that out. Ellen recently tweeted a little video of their time here from last weekend. They're big Drew Brees fans, big Saints fans. Their story kind of begins the Saints Super Bowl season, so I'll just give you that little teaser if you want to stick around for that segment. (laughs) It's a great story. Um, Drew Brees and his wife Brittany spent a lot of time with them this weekend, and they had a lot of fun, so... So lots to talk about. Saints and Pelicans busy weekend coming up on today's episode of the Black and Blue Report. Stay tuned. This holiday season, give the gift of New Orleans Pelicans basketball to that special sports fan in your life. The Pelicans Holiday Plan, presented by Tomino's, lets you pick four games to stick under the tree. Guarantee great seats to see Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA. Packages start as low as $40 and come with a free medium one-topping pizza from Domino's. Visit pelicans.com to check another name off that holiday shopping list today. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans. Don't miss the most intense motocross racing on the planet. Coming to the Smoothie King Center, Amsoil Arena Cross. It's in-your-face adrenaline that you have to experience live. Tickets start at $15 to witness in-your-face action. Get your tickets at arenacross.com. Prices subject to market demand. Additional fees apply. Amsoil Arena Cross. Fueled by Monster Energy. March 11th at the Smoothie King Center. Motocross. More intense. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We are on with Gary Shelton, who covers Tampa Bay sports at GarySheltonSports.com. Hi, Gary. How are you this morning? I'm just great. And you? I'm doing good. It's a little chilly here in New Orleans uh, in the 40s. I know I wish I was in Tampa this weekend, for sure. Well, you know, it's kind of cool here, too. You know, we get we get pretty close to the same weather you guys get. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> well, let's jump right in. Um, so the Bunk- Buccaneers are on a four-game winning streak. What are some of the contributing factors to their recent success? Well, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's it's raining gold, and there, there are unicorns and rainbows. Uh, it's really unusual for this team. You know, for 13 years, they've not been very good. You know, they, they won the Super Bowl and made their deal with the devil. And then after that, they've been a constant turnover of coaches and quarterbacks and, uh, defensive ends. And they just haven't been very good. Uh, I think part of it is coaching. Uh, in this league, a lot of it's always quarterbacking for the, for the last eight weeks. Uh, Jameis Winston is six and two and has a 101.7, uh, quarterback rating. He's been very, very good, particularly as limited as he's been with weapons around him. 
Yeah, so like you mentioned, his pass rating has drastically improved in the last four games, which were four straight wins for Tampa, four straight road wins. What do you attribute that turnaround for him to be? You know, there was, uh, I think they were three and five, and he came up with a statement, you know, I'm not a loser. And I think some people were starting to wonder if, if he was or, or if he wasn't. Uh, he had a terrible first month. Uh, yeah, I think his rating then was about 60. Uh, he, he was one of the leading thrower of interceptions in the league. Uh, you know, again, he doesn't have a lot of speed around him. Uh, the defense is playing horribly. Uh, they weren't running the ball, so, and they weren't taking the ball away. So there were none of the little steps you take toward winning. Winston, of course, is the quarterback, so he gets most of the blame. But like I said, the last eight weeks, he's been very, very good. So a lot, do you attribute any of that to Dirk Cutter in his first season as head coach? He was obviously Jameis's OC last season, but they had a record-setting offense last season for the franchise. How has he been able to make such a dramatic change, and what do you think the franchise will continue to do with him at the helm? Yeah, I, I think a lot of Dirk Cutter. I did a piece this week where I compared Cutter's first year with Tony Dungy's first year. Dungy was 6-10, and 10, if you remember, and uh, it was a year of getting the right pieces in place. Now, Cutter doesn't have the raw talent, the, the, particularly defensively, that, that Dungy had. But in those days, no one thought it was talent. Everyone thought, you know, this is just a mess. Uh, then, then there had been 13 bad years, too. But I think Cutter went in, and for, for the first time in several coaches, you can see players getting better, and you can see players playing their role. And it's it's made a big difference. Now, remember, in those four wins, they also beat the Chiefs and Seahawks. So they aren't just beating, uh, you know, the, the neighborhood uh, minor league teams. I mean, they're, they're, they've beaten some pretty good people. So looking ahead to this weekend's game, what are the Buccaneers focusing on heading up against the Saints on Sunday? Well, they, they better be focused on stopping Drew Brees. I mean, Drew, Drew's beaten them more than any other quarterback in the league. He's 14-7 and seven against them. Uh, you know, he, he's just been an artist. Uh, you know, if you can tell me that Drew Brees will have an average day, <laughs> even average for him, I think the Bucks have a shot. But when, when Drew Brees walks onto the field, there's no guarantee he's going to have an average day. He lights this team up. Uh, he is just a surgeon against this team, and I, I think that's the, that's going to be, you know, I mean, I know the Saints have had games where they've been very good, you know, receivers. They've had games where they've been okay defensively, but again, it's Drew Brees. You know, it, it's his show. If they can stop that, if they can stop him from being the headliner, then I think they'll do okay. If they can't, they're going to play chase all day. Dirk Cutter said this week that Drew Brees is as good as there is in the NFL. And But if there is any weakness to the Saints offense this season, it's been with turnovers. They're tied for 21st most in the NFL, and they've given 76 points to the opposition off those turnovers. But Tampa Bay's defense has also not been extremely strong this season, but they have improved lately. Do you think the Tampa Bay defense is at a point in the season where they could take advantage of these turnovers? Well, if they can get some turnovers. Now, the first uh, eight weeks of the season, 
they they had 11 giveaways, uh, 11 takeaways. The last four weeks, they've had 11 takeaways. That was the reason they could beat uh, Kansas City. They beat Seattle because they got to the quarterback. They had six sacks. Uh, they went to uh, San Diego and won, which isn't easy for this team. They don't travel very well historically. But they're 5-1 and one on the road this year. So uh, I, I think going into the game, I think you and I would probably think it's going to be tied with 10 minutes to go, and then we'll see who makes a play, uh, either Winston or Breeze. But it's a quarterback's league, and, and I think the defense – you feel bad for the defenses of this league because every rule change that has been for 10 years has benefited the offense. Um, and as such, the quarterbacks. Well, when you look at the statistical team-by-team comparison, Tampa Bay doesn't necessarily jump off the page as the clear-cut better team, but they have a winning record while the Saints are under 500. What do you attribute being able to bust out those wins to? I'm sorry? So this, the Tampa Bay and the Saints, when you look at them team by team statistically, the Tampa Bay doesn't necessarily have a more statistical um, – they're not necessarily the clear-cut better team there, but they have a winning record, but the Saints don't. What do you attribute that to? How has Tampa Bay been able to close out games? Well, Tampa Bay has been very good at getting better as the season's gone on. They they were 1-3. and three. They, had, they were off to a terrible start, just a – it's like another one of the years. But Winston is a heck of a competitor. He will fight you. He's not the prettiest quarterback. Sometimes his deep ball kind of floats. Uh, he can throw interceptions. But but he's a ball player, Cassie. He's, he's a guy who will fight you and bloody his knuckles. And, uh, you know, uh, he'll make you beat him. Um uh, yeah, I, in two years, in 28 games, the kid's, the kid's proven he's a pretty good pretty good draft pick. So what do you think in the future from this young quarterback? Like you said, he's gonna, he might fin- uh, the pace he's on right now, he'll finish his first two years having thrown for over 8,000 yards, which makes him the most ever by a quarterback in the first two seasons. What do you think the ceiling for this young quarterback is? Well, there, there is no ceiling. There, there's not a, a pass he can throw. I guess you'd say his deep ball has, has not been as good as the rest of them. He's a great leader. He's already the guy everybody in this locker room marches behind. Uh, what they've got to do, and it's one of the things the Saints did with, with Brees, they've got to get some weapons around him. They don't have a lot of speed at wide receiver. Doug Martin, who was second in the league last year rushing, Hasn't been the same guy this year. He missed several weeks with a hamstring. Uh, you know, they still don't have a great pass rush. They still don't cover like a vice. Uh, there, there's right now the, for the first time in years, you could say the Bucks are overachieving. Uh, will that continue Sunday? We'll see. Again, Drew Brees is awfully darn good. <laughs> that he I'm is. Not telling you anything you don't know. <laughs> So these two teams play twice in the next three weeks, which is kind of odd. How do you think that affects this game, or maybe the second game? It's it's still going to depend on big plays and on uh, you know chunk plays and on takeaways. I don't think it'll be as strange as everyone thinks it's going to be. 
if if you made me bet, I would bet the Bucks find a way to win here and they lose in New Orleans. I think the team split, uh, which they did last year. But um, it is odd, and it shows that neither team really matters. If if they mattered, if the league thought they were going to be really good, they would have taken care of them with that schedule. They would have separated the games a little bit. All right, Gary. Well, we appreciate you coming on the Black and Blue Report today. Again, this is Gary Shelton, who covers Tampa Bay sports at GarySheltonSports.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for all your insights, Thank you. Gary. <laughs> and up next, we have Sean Kelly, who spoke with Jackson Smith. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Billy Joel, the first New Orleans solo arena performance since 2004. Friday, February 10th at Smoothie King Center. Reserve seats on sale now at Ticketmaster. Friday, February 10th, don't miss Billy Joel at Smoothie King Center, live in New Orleans. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackie, Seven Wall Soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. A little background here on our next segment. It's a story that we have brought to you before here on the Black and Blue Report. And in the years that we've been doing this podcast, uh, this story to me or this visit uh, that we had prior is probably one of my top five favorites. If, if you remember, we had a story about two Saints fans uh, that uh, became just lifelong best friends while going to school here in New Orleans, Jackson Smith and Brian McKenna. Well, the story goes like this, and in, in, in to get you back up to speed, Jackson Smith goes off and serves our country in the military, the Marine Corps, uh, in, during a tour in Afghanistan. And it, it, it seems at this point, in, 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 the, in the throes of heavy combat, the timing is nearly Mardi Gras, and also the Saints run to Super Bowl Forty Four. Well, his friend Brian McKenna finds a way to cut out a picture of Jackson and take it all around with him to Mardi Gras, 
And, 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 and it ends up being, of course, at Bacchus, where Drew Brees, uh, I guess a shared uh, hero of these two individuals, uh, is, is made aware of the situation after hours of pleading and negotiating and ending up taking a picture with his cutout of Jackson Smith. And therefore, a photo album is sent off to Afghanistan and, and pulls Jackson in some certain way through the rest of his tour. Well, fast forward a few years, if I'm not mistaken, and Brian McKenna unfortunately suffers a tragic mountain biking accident. Well, Jackson returns the favor, and sure enough, Drew Brees is involved again, as this time after a practice at Tulane University a couple of seasons ago, a cutout of Brian McKenna is then in a shared picture with Drew Brees. Jackson Smith is with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Jackson, have I, have I given the Reader's Digest version of the story so far? Yeah, you nailed it. Okay, good. Welcome back, by the way. Thanks for having me. You got it. Well, as it turns out, this great story, uh, which has many more details that we certainly fleshed out in our first visit, has, has written itself a new chapter, if you will. And so Jackson Smith is back with us here on the Black and Blue Report to tell us about the new chapter, which includes not only a visit for Jackson and Brian to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome and a reunion with Drew Brees and his wife, Brittany, but also now a nationally televised interview this week with Ellen DeGeneres, a New Orleans native on the Ellen DeGeneres Show. So I would say, uh, Jackson, as you're preparing for law school finals, uh, you have probably been distracted a little bit here recently, you and Brian McKenna. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely been a pretty hectic week between exams and um, all of this uh, amazing good fortune that we've had with Ellen and with the team. Well, you know, I was, uh, I was talking to my mom last week, and, um, you know, my mom was a lawyer, her whole life still is. And I was like, you know, gosh, I'm, I'm nervous about these exams. I, I, I really, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing here. And she goes, listen, um, you know, I'm not an old lady yet, but I, I'm a lot closer than you are. And I can tell you when you're an old man and you look back on your life, um, you're not going to remember those exams. You're not going to remember the grades you got, but you're going to remember um, this experience with your best friend and, and with, um, with your hero and, and she's absolutely right about that. Um, it has been the most incredible experience of my life, bar none, to be um, fortunate enough to have a front row seat to this story uh, and, the, and the amazing things that Brian's doing with the help of the team. No doubt. Jackson, help, help us understand how we went from, I guess, all of the prior events happening and then you were writing about it through the Washington Post. That's when we last talked. Uh, how did we go from that stage of the story to where we are now? So you guys actually played a pretty uh, central role in that. You know, I, I wrote the article um, through, through the help of a friend of mine, Dan Lamont, who writes for the Washington Post, who's an embedded journalist with the Afghanistan. He um, picked this story up and kind of gave it to a national audience, and it got to you guys from there. And, and once you all and the team picked it up, I think that was pretty instrumental in it getting to um, Ellen. You know, as you said, she's a New Orleans native. Um, she's a tremendous fan of the team and of uh, Drew in particular. So I get a call not long after I did the first interview with you from her show. And they said, you know, we, we see this story. It's fantastic. And um, we would like to we'd like to have you guys on to um, – get a little bit more into this. And so everything really went from there. Um, you know, as, as you can see, I think as anybody can see, if they spend any time around the story or if they've seen the show, um, 
Brian is the kind of guy who um, really just steals the show. You know, once you see what kind of person he is and, and the kind of character that he has in the face of this incredible adversity, um, the story really tells itself. And what's really been incredible is what people have been able to see in the years since we first went on the show. Because um, you'll see pretty quickly, you know, his story is just getting started. Um, we did the initial show, and, and Brian's still in, in the uh, laying in his bed in the hospital. He's got a breathing tube in his neck. He's surrounded by all these machines. And um, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, about two weeks after he was on that first show, he was told by his doctors, um, listen, we, we've explored the capabilities of your respiratory system, and things just are not working. You know, your brain's not making the connections, and so you are likely going to be on a, uh, on a ventilator for the rest of your life. And that's, that's a pretty... Um, that's a tremendous setback for somebody like Brian who has ambitions of getting out of the hospital and getting back into the world and back outdoors uh, into the environment that he loves so much. And um, so that, that was pretty crushing for him. And, you know, Brian being Brian, um, he's not going to take no for an answer. He's not going to let anybody define um, his limitations for him. So about a month later, he's doing his daily physical therapy and, um, the guy just starts breathing. He takes a full breath on his own, unassisted. You know, they, they had him off the breathing tube for a second, kind of exercising his diaphragm and everything, and he, he just starts breathing. Um, I mean, it, a, a literal, you know, medical miracle. And so that first day was about 10 seconds, and a couple of days later he's up to 30, and then a minute, and then five minutes. And so, um, you know, on the second episode that, that we did, they had a Skyped in from the hospital, and Drew's talking to, uh, or I'm sorry, Brian's talking to Ellen, and he says, you know, Drew and the team did so much to inspire me. They bought me this incredible wheelchair. You know, my hero, Super Bowl MVP, reached out to me personally. I'll, I'll never be able to thank him enough for that. But maybe I can return the favor a little bit and try to give him some inspiration in return the way he did for me. So check this out. And the nurse reaches over and unplugs his ventilator. And he sits there breathing on his own on national television um, for 10 seconds. And then Drew goes out two days later uh, and has that game against the New York Giants that uh, I think we're all familiar with. Um, and he tweeted to Brian, he said, hey, that was for you, bud. So um, the story has just, it, it, it's incredible to see what these two amazing people, Brian and Drew, the relationship that they formed and the things that they do um, for one another. You know, um, this is... It, Movies can't can't top that kind of um, incredible storytelling, and um, you know I, I've gotten to like I said have a front row seat to that. Um, it, it's it's incredible. There's no doubt. And I, and speaking of movie, I'm going to ask you about that here in a little bit. Um, you know, it, it seems as if that your friendship, you and Brian, um, who again, and I think folks should know this, is still battling paralysis from the neck down. Um, it, and in and, and this relationship with Drew Brees has evolved into now something much more than, um, I guess, an inspiring figure to one another. There's truly a community, it seems, between the three of you and, and Brittany, too, I guess, at that point. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think that's what has taken me aback more than anything throughout this whole thing. You know, um, people people don't know about this side of the story which I think is exactly what makes it so special. Um, 
you know, we, we did the third episode on Ellen, and that was the one where we were, Brian and I were able to be on the show in person together. And they surprised us with Drew coming out on stage as well. So we get to meet Drew in person finally. And, um, you know, the show ends. And, you know, th- this is Hollywood. Everybody's going a mile a minute. Everybody's got a million places to go and, and to be. And so you're not you're, – you're not hanging out with these people after the show and just sitting around and, and small talk. You know, Ellen's off to the next thing and all the producers are off to the next thing. And um, But Drew and Brittany come up to us afterwards and they say, listen, um, we got to be on a plane in 90 minutes, but we would absolutely love the opportunity to just sit down with you guys and talk. You know, you're, we're going to dinner right after the show. So they said, could we just come and sit with you guys? Um, you know, have an appetizer, you know, drink a beer, and just just talk. And there are no cameras around for that. You know, there's no publicity. There's no, you know, oh, I'm the NFL big shot, and I'm going to sit here and have this photo off of the set. This is just real, genuine camaraderie and friendship. And that's the kind of people that Drew and Brittany are. Um, I, I never would have expected that. You know, I think we all can surmise that, Breeze is an incredible person, but he's also arguably the most talented quarterback in football. If, if ever there was a person who could get away with, um, you know, kind of being a big shot, it's him, and he doesn't do it for a second. You know, 30 seconds into talking to the guy, you would think he's your next-door neighbor. They're the most down-to-earth, decent people um, I've ever met, and, and it doesn't stop. There's never a point where, you know, that – kind of slips and they they turn into you know how you would expect celebrities to be i i never would have imagined how warm and genuine um they are and they really are that way and to see the friendship that's developed between brian and drew between Brittany and brian between Brittany and, and brian's parents and family it's um you know it, it about brings a tear to your eye there's no doubt and i think probably uh that that genuineness that you're referring to with drew and Brittany breeze uh, is is been I think it's that way and has been reciprocated because of the genuineness of the two of you, uh, Brian and yourself, Jackson, in, in the way that you all have gracefully handled this and have genuinely uh, shown, I guess, your appreciation and and your want to be on the level of friends and um, and co-human beings, if you will without seeking anything more than that. Do you, do you kind of sense that maybe that's why it has clicked as much as it has? Um, I, I, I think so. I, I don't want to take any credit for it because, you know, um, the best thing that I can say about myself is that I'm, I'm just the luckiest guy I know. I, I do not know a person who has been surrounded by better people more consistently um, than me. So my role in this, I've always felt like, has just been to – to kind of hang on for dear life and uh, and be along for the ride. Brian, on the other hand, in particular, you know, um, we all have good people around us, and we all have people around us who we admire, but not all of us have um, have the privilege of really being tested in our lives. You know, I've never been tested the way that Brian has, and I don't I don't really know very many people who have. And so it's one thing to say, you know, hey, my best friend is a terrific person. He's got character. He's got strength. He has heart. He has all the things that we admire in people. It's another thing to be able to see that and say, um, I know what this guy is made of. You know, his soul was really 
laid bare by this experience. Um, and he stepped up. You know, life threw him a hell of a curveball. And, um, and he stepped up. And he took it in stride. And he has proven himself to be stronger and more resilient and of more heart and grit than, than anybody I know. You know he, he told me something um, not long after he got hurt. He said, you know, um, it took five minutes took five of me laying face down in the dirt next to my bike knowing um boy something's really wrong here um this is this is big league stuff and i think my life uh has just changed for good and it took five minutes of facing that laying by himself waiting for uh, the medevac helicopter to get there before he made the decision um this is my life now and i can let this beat me and I can let it define me, um, or I can take it back. And uh, I think it's pretty clear the choice that he made. And I, that's incredible, you know. Um, I think we all hope that we have that kind of fire in us. But it's another thing to say, I know. Um, I know he has it because he proves it every day. Yep, no doubt. Uh, Jackson Smith visiting with us here on the Black and Blue Report, an American hero in his own right. Uh, Jackson, before I get to the future, and that's how we'll finish, but before I get there, let's flesh out kind of the rest of the, this this particular chapter. Uh, in and around these visits uh, with Ellen DeGeneres on her show was uh, the invitation uh, and the receiving and the receivement of it of coming to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome and spending uh, this past Sunday, this game day, with Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Uh, it started, it was basically not just a game day, it was a weekend, including the Saturday walkthrough. But give me the bullet points uh, that struck you and Brian most about your um, your experience last weekend with the Saints. So the, the entire visit was, um, you know, this was a dream for us. This was, this was the goal from the very beginning of this story. You know, the first time we went on the show, Drew told us, um, whenever you guys want, come to a game, come through the facility, and and Brian just couldn't do it. You know, medically, he wasn't ready to travel. He wasn't off the ventilator yet. And so this was a goal that Brian was working towards every day for a year. Um, and so to finally get there was such an incredible realization of, um, of this, you know, the fruits of this struggle. So we, we get there, and first of all, um, you know, we're, it's the 50 greatest weekend, right? So we walk into the room, and... You're looking at Marcus Colston. You're looking at Archie Manning. You know, we're sitting at a table 10 feet away from Archie Manning. And so right off the bat, um, I mean, we're starry-eyed. We're, we're like a couple of kids, um, you know, at their first football game. And uh, actually, that was one of the funny things. Brian's nurse, uh, who came with him from Salt Lake City, she's never been to a pro game before, period. And now she's standing on the field of the Superdome. And so at one point, Brian looked over at her he, he was like you know your next football game is not going to be quite like this one so don't get your hopes up um <laughs> but you know going through the practice facility um watching drew prepare in person seeing you know you're standing 10 feet away from these guys and i've watched a lot of football games in my life i've been to a lot of football games in my life but it's it's one thing to see them and then it's another thing to be standing 10 feet away from them and see how fast they are how precise they are. Um, so that, I mean, that blew my mind from the get-go. Um, and then just to get to, to walk through and see every single one of these guys, um, you know, we're one day out from the game, and, and they're taking the time 
to talk with Brian and to, I mean, really talk, to really want to understand, you know, what's your story? How would you get here? You know, tell me about this injury. Tell me about the future for you. Um, you know, Mark Ingram, Cameron Jordan, Tim Hightower. Um, and, and then I think most of all, the real high point, uh, Steve Gleason. For Brian in particular, and he talked about this briefly when we were on the show, but um, Steve Gleason, and as much as he is, I think, a hero and an inspiration to everybody in this city, to Brian in particular, for obvious reasons, um, he's a real role model, and he is a real source of, of strength for Brian and, and somebody who Brian emulates um, quite a bit. So for the two of them to be able to sit next to each other and kind of have a quiet moment away from everybody to talk um, and share their experiences, that, that was pretty special. Um, and I think that's the thing that's going to stay with Brian for the rest of his life. Um, but- and then the game, you know. Um, sitting in the in the breeze suite with Brittany and the kids and her parents, um, like I was saying before, we were up there for probably four hours, and the hospitality and the kindness um, didn't let up for a second. Uh, they really are uh, amazing people, and that's not the kind of thing that you can fake for a whole day. You know, you might be able to keep it up for the cameras for for a minute or two if it's not the real deal, but they did that all day. You know, they took us out to dinner afterwards. Again, no cameras, no anything, just really wanting to spend time with Brian and with his family and to express their appreciation for being a part of the story. So um, it's something that I'll never forget, and I don't think Brian will either. There's a great video of uh, that tells uh, that shows this uh, weekend that uh, Jackson's describing to you and also the visit on the Ellen DeGeneres show, uh, a great clip of it uh, that is now posted on Ellen DeGeneres' Twitter feed. You can check that out, and I encourage you to do so. Uh, Jackson, hey, in the in the very short time that we have left to visit today, uh, my, my assumption here, and I hate doing that, but my assumption here is, you know, the most immediate goal is to get Brian – uh, back breathing on his own full time, and then eventually, as it was talked about in the video that I just referenced, uh, to someday walk again, which there are some signs that that could happen. Uh, but beyond that, oh, and beyond, by the way, your law school finals, <laughs> but beyond all yeah. that, have you and Brian, because I know this story has already touched many, and I think will touch even more with regard to the power of friendship and perseverance and human contact. Have you two discussed doing anything like a a speaking tour or a book or something along those lines that not not just because you want to do a book or that it'd be financially great to do a speaking tour or anything like that, but maybe just to help pay this forward in, in some spectacular way if it hasn't already? Um, you know, we, we haven't looked at any plans like that yet. Um, it, that's, that certainly may be in the cards in the future, you know, um, I think for Brian in particular, that's been one of the greatest aspects of this experience is the fact that he knows through the emails he's gotten and Facebook messages and all that, that there are hundreds and thousands of people out there who are in situations not unlike his, who are facing injuries or adversity or setbacks, who reached out to him to say, um, you have affected me personally. You have made my life better in a real definitive way. Um, so I would not be surprised at all to see um, that that be something that, that we look to in the future, and, and Brian in particular. Like I said, you know, you, you spend two seconds around that guy, um, he lights up the room. He is uh, he's the life of the party. He's and he was like this before he got hurt. You know, he's one of those guys who 
when he talks, everybody wants to listen. Um, so I don't know. You, you may have put a bug in my ear on that one. I'll have to talk to Brian and see uh, see what the future might hold for us. I have a feeling, Jackson, that you and I, and hopefully Brian too, will speak again. I don't think this story has any ending. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, please send Brian our best, will you? I absolutely will. And good luck in the next week or two here with your finals, because I can only imagine how difficult that will be in itself. Yeah, thanks very much. I don't think that they leave any room on those answer sheets for me to write in. You know, hey, take it easy on me. I was hanging out with Drew Brees this weekend. So, you, you might, uh, I better hit the book. If law school is here in New Orleans, you might be surprised. Yeah, yeah that's a great point. Jackson Smith with us here on the Black and Blue Report again. Check out Ellen DeGeneres' Twitter feed. It's it's a it's a great way to to compliment the visit that you've heard today. It's a story that uh, continues to make me smile. It continues to be one of my favorite things about what we do with this podcast. And uh, Jackson, all the best. Hey, how about a Go Saints before we get out of here? Hey, Go Saints, do that. Season's not over, and we're only getting better. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. It's Guys Night Out. You and the crew head out to the club. Tonight is Ladies Night, but there are no ladies in sight. Where are the ladies, bro? Then a bad batch of hot wings sends you sprinting to the bathroom. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans. See Anthony Davis and the Pels face off against Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and the Golden State Warriors Tuesday, December 13th. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. We're going to wrap things up this Friday, a busy weekend for both the Saints and the Pelicans. Again, the Pelicans play tomorrow on against the Clippers at 930 and then on Sunday against Phoenix at 730 p.m. Hopefully we'll pull out a win. We'll see. And I bust out one of those road wins for sure. <laughs> and then the Pelican or <laughs> and then the Saints play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the tied for first in the NFC South Buccaneers. So that should be interesting. What about the um, the Falcons and the Panthers? Who do they play this week? So the Falcons and the Buccaneers are tied for first right now at the top of the NFC South at 7-5. and five. The Falcons will travel to L.A. to play the Rams, who are 4-8. So <laughs> tentatively a win for the Falcons there. So this is a big game for Tampa this weekend. Yeah, the Falcons have one of the easiest schedules on out. Yeah, for sure. And then the Panthers will host the San Diego Chargers, who are five and seven. The Panthers, obviously, at four and eight, pretty much done for the season. So, yeah, pretty much. It's definitely a different team than what we saw last year. That's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so, NFC South still up for grabs. 
likely looking like it's going to go to the Falcons or the Buccaneers at this point. So big games coming up for both of those teams this weekend. And the Saints are going to be playing both of those teams in their remaining four games. Yeah. Buccaneers twice. So that will be interesting. I mean, you never know. We could have a huge upset. You went out. <laughs> you got to win out. Yeah, yep, true. It's anyone's <laughs> game at this point. So that game is at 3.25 p.m. You can watch it on Fox. And then make sure you stick around after the game. Pull up NewOrleansSaints.com or pull up your Saints app and tune in to the Saints post-game show presented by Verizon and hosted by none other than yours truly. <laughs> yeah. So I go through some player stats and we'll play some highlights. We'll hear from Coach Sean Payton and Drew Brees following the game. Hopefully a win, but we'll have to see because the, the Tampa Bay has definitely been improving steadily throughout the season. So as usual, a big weekend for New Orleans sports. And on Monday on the Black and Blue Report, we'll have a recap of those games. So we'll see you back on Monday next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.